We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day Podcast, the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I am half of your crew, Jason Perrone. You can find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants Podcast as well. Along with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, let's just assume that the weather is nice where I'm at in Phoenix and where you're at on the East Coast. If not, let's pretend. (laughs) No, we don't have to pretend. And we don't have to pretend. It's looking good. And we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers undrafted free agents. There's a pretty healthy list here, as always, every year after the draft is over with. We talked about the tight end position last week. We're going to review the the undrafted crop. And what's cool about doing this for the Packers is, for at least for a time, Remember, there was a long stretch where every year there was one undrafted free oh, agent still, that always stretch is still going, still going, always cracked the roster, years. cracked the roster. So uh, we're not. I mean, let's 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 start with the most low hanging fruit here. We were talking a little bit before we started here, and uh, we'll start off with linebacker Brenton Cox because he's got an interesting story. He's out of Florida, but this is uh, a player that was uh, a, a few missteps and a few few things away from potentially being drafted and drafted rather high. Right. He's a guy, well, his whole story, let's start. First of all, let's start. He's 6'4", 250, 
He had 15 and a half sacks in in college in the SEC, playing against the best competition in the in the country. Yep. He went to Georgia at a high school. He was a top five star, whatever whatever them things are, high school prospects. He goes to Georgia, plays a year for Georgia, but gets thrown off the team because he got he got caught with some weed. It's 2023 now. I don't. To me, that's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's legal in most states. So, but again, I, it was wrong. They threw him off the team. You know, he. But again, he didn't. It's not like he, there's a lot of people have done a lot worse. Uh, so he transfers from Georgia to Florida, which is also interesting because Georgia and Florida are arch rivals, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to Florida, um, starts. I guess he had to sit a year, but then he start. Then he becomes an immediate starter for for the Gators. Then last year he got in trouble again. Um, the, the Florida coach never said what he did to, to get thrown off the team. Uh, he said it was a cumulative effect, whatever, whatever he called it. But again, I don't know. And again, I, I don't know what he did, so I don't want to defend him or, or rip him. But it couldn't have been anything too bad because there was no uh, criminal charges brought against him for anything. So he didn't he didn't break the law. Uh, and Florida did let him attend their their pro day, so it wasn't like he was. You know, anything that bad of a person. Outcast he, from the facility or anything like that. Academic All American. Yep. So he's not like he didn't flunk out of you know you know. So there's he has he, he does have some pluses. The minuses are obviously he's been asked by, you know, to, he was thrown off two major programs. But the guy can play football. I mean, during this during last season, like when when he was playing for Florida, before he was at you know before he he was asked to leave the team. People were saying he was probably a day two pick, like a late second, maybe, you know, third round pick. Third round at the low, you know, he's that. So there's talent there. there there's ability there. Now, the Packers looked at it like, you know, obviously it was, didn't, it's not costing them anything to bring him in as a free agent. And maybe they, they get another find. I mean, the Packers, have, like I said, 18 straight years and some pretty good players. They, they've had they've had some undrafted free agents who turned out to be pretty helpful through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Lane Taylor on the offensive line I, that comes to mind. Um, Tanyan? Trying to think what's um, – Alan, well, Alan Lazard, well, no, he was, I guess, he wasn't really an undrafted free agent by them because they took him right. off the practice squad. But, right, grabbed him from um, the Jaguars. What's that? They grabbed him from the Jaguars and yeah, then Tanyan. Jaguars practice squad, right. Robert Tanyan. Um, Robert Tanyan, undrafted free agent, right? I mean, had a pretty good, had a pretty good run with him. I mean, we can go on Gilbert Brown going way back, right? They know, they, they, so the Packers have had success uh, finding these, un, you know, finding undrafted players uh, who have helped them. And, and like, I'm, you know, this kid, he's, he's my number one of the 12 that they have. He's the guy I think that has the best chance. Well, they, I, I, I mentioned the, the shift in attitude. We talked about it a little bit about the Packers being willing to find football players and guys that maybe don't fit the same mold from a behavioral standpoint. I guess that's the, the way I'll frame it. As as before, but this is you know to your point that you made earlier. It's 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 lower risk. It's higher reward. If he turns out and right. and he keeps it together and plays anywhere near like he did in college, well, then the Packers might have found themselves a guy who can play. I mean, Chris Barnes was just an undrafted free agent another that gave one, him a couple one, good yep. seasons at the linebacker position too. So some positions you just trust this scouting and personnel team to find. Good players, and that's what it's. That's yeah, what it's. Well, he's more of an edge rusher, Cox, but he. Sure. Um, yeah, he can. I mean, again, and I'm sure to pack. Like, again, they they didn't they didn't spend a draft pick on him, so they then they had a four seventh round pick, so they could have spent one of those and drafted him. And uh, 
so to, but they, they didn't they didn't go that far they so but so they're, they're really they they risk there's, there's zero risk if 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 when they you know if when camp starts he's a whatever he did in Florida you know if he acts like a jerk if he's not a good teammate you you get rid of him and say well nothing venture nothing gain right but if he does if he works hard and you know becomes a decent guy you know gets along with the other with, with the rest of the team like you said you 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 might find a pass rushers are hard to find you know i mean they're they they do not fall off trees i mean they, they had they took one in the first round this year so you know to get a good pass rusher you usually have to spend something um so that, yeah this this might turn out to be a pretty good We'll see. That's all. So I'm, well, the I'm other thing I'll say, too, to your point there is, yeah, they, they drafted Lucas Van Ness in the first round. You've got Rashawn Gary, who's an up-and-coming, you know, hopefully a budding star if he, if he can come back and right. get back to form after his injury. They have Preston Smith. So it's not like edge rusher is in the same shape as tight end was, and he still chose to come on and sign with the Packers. I don't know if he got calls right. or offers from other teams. But I'm sure he did. For him to, for him to choose Green Bay at a, crowded, at a somewhat already crowded position – Tells you, you know, tells you something. Well, it's crowded, but it's not. Like you said, Gary, I hope the best, but I'm not counting on him being there opening day. Right. No, that would be very aggressive. So, yeah. So he'll probably start on Pup, which means he's going to miss whatever X amount of weeks. So that spots him. Preston Smith, you know, he's one of the few older guys on the team now, so he's not going to be there much longer, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how Van Ness plays and – and then the kid last year, um, and, well, Kingsley Angabari. I mean, they do have some, but like you can never have enough pass rushers. Right. I think if this kid's okay, if he's if if mentally, and he's not a he's not a terrible person, um, I think at worst he ends up on the practice squad, right? And you groom him for 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 a year or so, you know? Yeah, and again, um, low risk. Low risk. Right. So if it if it works out, great. That's a huge fine. If it doesn't, then you move on, guys. You know, players players like that, they're going to have another crack at another opportunities to add some players there. But like you, you know, pass rushes is, is is a position or an area where the Packers could use some good quality depth. Now, Justin every, Hollins, every team could. Every you know, yeah. Justin, oh, Justin Hollins, Hollins yeah. yeah, Hollins was was signed. I mean, these are not guys that are you know scaring the pants off of any opponents right now. And, and I'm not saying Cox would be, but Continue to try to get better and, and add players, and I like the approach. And, I, you know, his his size and measurables are great. Comes from, like you said, SEC school, played against some really good competition, right. was productive against that really good competition. So, you know, that's Brenton Cox. That'll that'll be a name to, to keep yeah, an and, eye on. And the thing, too, like like you said, like they're maybe taking a chance on a guy like this. I, I think, for the most part, the Packers have a pretty good locker room. So I think guys like Gary and Preston Smith can kind of keep him keep him on the straight and narrow a little bit if, if if that's what he needs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, right. For the most part, they don't have a lot of there there aren't a lot of guys that have been in trouble. Put it that way on the on this team. Right. Yeah, not too many, so, and that's been right. that you know that's no. been that's been a fortunate yeah that's been a very fortunate situation for the Packers. And again, I think that's part of their vetting process, and they've always. They've always done well there. So if we move from the defensive side of the ball over to the offensive side for a second here, we've got a, a rather mm-hmm. a tall drink of water to talk about here, and that is Kadeem Telford, the, the tackle, 6'7", 322. That's a big boy. Yep. Um, now, he's another guy <laughs> had a little bit of trouble. Um, but he's also a guy that most of, if you look prior to the draft, 
the consensus among the people that that did like full mock drafts or whatever, they had him being like a, a day th- a fourth as high as the fourth round. Uh, but most had him like maybe in the fifth or top of the sixth. Um, they had him be getting drafted. And part of that was because at UAB, um, he, he did a he, he did a great job against he, he's a left tackle. He's a pure left tackle, which is a good position to be on the offensive line. Right. Um, yeah. But he did a great job playing against LSU's uh, B.J. Ojolari. Who was a, a, a second round pick this year? Mm-hmm. So I think that guy that actually gave you know because he, he played at UAB, which doesn't isn't the top top you know it's not the SEC obviously, but he went against one of the better pass rushers in the draft and kind of you know shut him down. So that that's um, that's a good plus for him. Now his his knock is that he went to he was at Florida, he went to Florida out of high school and left after getting involved in a, in a credit card scam of some kind. Again, I don't think any criminal, I don't think he was, you know, it was real bad. He didn't, you know, he didn't obviously didn't go to jail or anything, but um, got mixed up with some things. So he, he was, he left the Florida program and ended up at UAB. Sure. Well, and, it, and from a run blocking standpoint, his offensive line helped their, their running back Dwayne McBride, lead yep. the nation in rushing. So that's something noteworthy. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this, and again, I, I, I know that Andy did a breakdown and he, he talked about some comparisons to Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones is bigger. I mean, he's, he, he, we, you know, he's a little bit, I think a little bit taller and weighs more. And Jones has been, you know, in the NFL, he's actually, you know, played on the, on the team and, and was rostered last year. So not to say that, you know, okay, this is this, they're just going to stack up and find all these, these huge tackles, but we're seeing the Packers. They, they like the big boys. They like us. They like this type, or they at least want to see what he's got and what he can give. And again, here's another thing. I think this, you know, the upside thing, I probably don't need to say about all these players. That's what, that's what they're all about is the upside. Cause that's, that's why they're undrafted free agents. They weren't drafted. And the Packers obviously are low risk, high reward potential here with, with most of these players. So Telford, another one to keep an eye on here. I mentioned to you before, just because I've, I've heard his right. name a lot more as the safety, Benny Sapp. Now he's yep. uh, out of Northern Iowa, 5'11", 200 pounds. I mean, you know, that's the, the Packers typically like that six-foot threshold. In fact, he's the only one that's under six feet as far as he's listed on this, li- this I list here. Six foot. But he, and he you know, at, at 5'11", foot. you assume there's a potential for him to be, you know, to be, to be at that. But kid can play. I mean, and he's, you know, he, you know, he played it at Northern Iowa. So again, it's not a, you know, not a huge, huge school or a big program, but this is in the, the Packers and safety. Obviously that's a position that they're looking to upgrade and kind of figure out for the future. They, they've moved on from Adrian Amos. If they have to put Darnell Savage back there, I think that's more out of necessity than what they want to do. They've got to try to find some players there. They weren't able to, to, you know, find any or, or really draft too many. Uh, so no, they, didn't, they didn't draft until the last pick. They yeah, Johnson and Johnson's gonna, Johnson. and I like him a lot. I th- I think he's they're, and, and they're gonna give him every chance, and it's it's the same thing here too. But here's a, here's another one. I mean, the the scouting department doing their doing their job or doing their work. Not you know not too bad. He's you know got some FCS All America honors. I don't know if you had anything to add on Sap or if there was anything else that that you wanted. Well, Sap's to... the other guy to transfer. He he began his career at the University of Minnesota, yep. and then. For whatever reason, not, no, there was no trouble. He just 
you know, like a million kids today, they, they go into day transfer. So he went to Northern Iowa and became a fixture on that defense. He had 138 career tackles uh, for Northern Iowa. Um, and again, like, like, like you said, I can only, I'll just, I'll go along with you. Safety. It's pretty wide open. I mean, they have some guys that are very good special teams players like Dalen Levitt, Ford, but they had not, not, neither of them have proven to be a every down safety. So there is the safety, the safety position on the Packers is kind of in flux. So yeah, he's a kid that if he, you know, and apparently he, he looked, I mean, I don't know what they did at rookie minicamp, but uh, he did open some, some, some eyes there. So he's a kid that if he goes, you know, with the mini camps and OTAs, if he looks good there and then, you know, that's what the training camp and the preseason games are for. If, if he goes out and plays well in those games and in those practices, you know, he could, he could find himself on the 53 man. And don't forget about the GM who will be watching closely at practice every day, Mark. And obviously we all know the GM of the Packers anymore is Rich Bisaccia. So if he finds any special <laughs> teams ability from SAP, then SAP's going to end up being a part of this right. team for sure. And I, I want to talk about you the other. You would think he would be a good special teams player, right? He I mean, seems like if you run around with your hair on fire, that's what that's what it's all about. And, and safeties right. obviously make really good special teams players. What about the other safety, Morgan out of Baylor? That's a nice, a good program there. And he, he spent, spent a good amount of time there as well. Yeah, I I don't think he's – I think Sapp's ahead of him. But Morgan played some special teams. I mean, he had some block punts, so that's another one that Pisacci might have his yeah, eyes that, on. You're right. Good point there. Again, it's, it's, I'll say the same thing. The safety position is kind of wide open. Yep. Yeah, would agree. Would agree. They, I mean, they added, a, they added tight end Cameron McDonald. Now, that position group is starting right. to get a little bit crowded. If you assume that Tucker Kraft and Lucas – Musgrave are, are gonna or Luke Musgrave I should say are gonna are gonna end up getting getting some time. Did you see just as a funny side note there? Did, did you hear when when they were interviewing Musgrave and he referred to Titletown District as Lambo Land? Did he? He I did. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was innocent. Good. He did. He was innocent. I mean, he's you know these guys are new to Wisconsin. If you if you you know we're, they haven't they haven't been around the Packers for decades like we have or for many years like a lot of our listeners right. have but no i just that they're going to get where they're going to end up you know i just thought that was interesting too because i'm like man this guy really makes a name for himself that's that's going to be a fun clip to to draw back on or yes. you know hopefully when they're previewing him for for the super bowl in a year or two when when the packers get back there and and they can you know say hey when you were a rookie look at this clip from your from yourself <laughs> there and so or maybe he was looking ahead maybe that's mark murphy's next project is well there was yeah there was there was some yeah there was some talk about that too about whether or not they would rename it or you know what would happen but uh, you know uh, but getting another... back to the other this Mc, McDonald now he's not mm -hmm. I'm just I, I'll be honest I didn't know much about him Florida State so a good program ACC he's six four two thirty seven so he's not a big I mean he's tall enough but he's not a size you know weight wise he he doesn't you would think he's more of a receiving tight end right. Mm -hmm. Right. But from every, when I did my homework after, you know, to prepare for tonight, no, he's more of a blocker. He's apparently a pretty good blocker. So there are some people who think Kraft, uh, I mean, you know, Musgrave and Kraft are making the team. There's no there's no doubt about it. Right, yeah, though, not right? A, yeah. And DeGuar probably will, will as well. I mean, for a lot of different reasons. Well, Mike, I remember Matt LaFleur said, I love Josiah <laughs> DeGuar. Right. He, yeah, he's making a team, and, and, and they may use him, as we talked about last week, in a different in a lot of different roles. So I, I think if this McDonald has a chance and some people think he, he may, he's got to beat out Davis. If the Packers are going to keep four tight ends, he just has to beat out um, Davis. Tyler who, Davis. 
basically was just a special teams player. So if McDonald can show that he's a better blocker than Davis and can also play special teams, again, that's what camp's for in, in the preseason and all that. Time for an upgrade then, if the Packers want to want to go that route. I know they really like Davis a lot. They kept him last year despite all the yeah. issues he had in preseason against, you know, to the higher battle for McDonald, let's put it that way. But it, but yeah. there is a chance. Yeah. I well, I think for a lot of these guys that'll that'll be the case. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the, the two wide receivers. I mean, the receiver room's getting yeah, really crowded now. Like, yeah, Malik Heath, now he's out of Mississippi, six two, two thirteen. Local local product there out of Jackson. So he played it at uh at Miss. And then you also have Deuce, transfer. Deuce Watts. I'll tell you what, the names, the names, you, these, these guys have NFL names for Deuce Watts at <laughs> wide receiver, 6'1", 196 out of Tulane. Yeah. It's a good program as no. well. They, they, they even signed a, a fullback. Remember, remember, remember the year they carried five fullbacks? I think that was 2008, <laughs> way back in McCarthy's, oh, yeah, McCarthy's, uh, yes. yeah, Appalachian State, Henry Pearson. I mean, what does everyone think? I, I don't know if everyone does, but when they hear Appalachian State, Jacob Westendorf, uh, cover your ears. Probably still. Funny when he beat Michigan. Yeah, 15 years ago, still. Well, the, when yeah. I hear App State now, I'm I'm being a Coastal Carolina fan now. That's 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 Coastal's hard drive. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yep. the, I'm you know, but that's that, that's a good football program. Yeah, I mean, they there's several players in the NFL that a, a, a current well at least right now a current Packer is from App State. Um, Shamar John John Charles. Right. Uh, now, now Pearson, we're talking about Henry Pearson now from App State, who the Packers list as a fullback, but he played tight end at App State. Okay. So the Packers are saying, no, you're not a t- tight end. You're, we're we're going to try you at if And again, he's got a chance only because if they decide to keep a fullback, he's he's the only one they have. So. Right. Unless you want to call Joshua, Josiah Deguara a fullback now. I don't know. Yeah, H-back. Kind of roll. Right. Yeah. Again, prob- a long shot. Again, probably I could see him. I could definitely see him being on, on the practice squad just because, just because you don't have a, another fullback. If you want to bring one up for a certain game or I don't know why they would do that, but I could definitely, and he, and also he's probably not a bad special teams player. Right. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. 
Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Right, no, and I think that's that's what you're also looking for here is some depth on the along. And the same with the two receivers. I'm, I'm sorry, we, we, we kind of glossed over them. You said Ma, Malik, Malik Keith, Keith from, and, from, and Deuce Watts. From yep. Ole Miss, who has great size, 6'2", 213, you know, He's another guy that played. He played at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. He, he transferred from Mississippi State to Ole Miss. He, you know, if they didn't draft three wide receivers and already have three young guys from last year, I'd say maybe. But no, he, I, I think the best he does is, is become a practice squad guy. Because you always want receivers on a practice squad to, to practice, to, to play the, the role when you're playing. You know, in practice, he gets, he'll, you know, when the Packers are playing the Vikings, he can make believe he's Justin Jefferson or whatever, you know, um, things like that. And then the other one said Deuce Watts from Tulane, 6'1", 196. You know, again, he, I don't think he makes the team. But, again, you know, if he does well in preseason, he can find a find a place on a practice squad. Again, like I said, wide, wide receiver now, it's funny that, that we're saying this, but, like, that's a crowded room right now. And it's, it's young. Yeah, it's getting yeah very young. It's getting crowded. Well, Heath, number three in the SEC in, re, in receiving yards in 2022. Yeah, oh, Heath, Heath isn't a bad – like I said, if it wasn't good size, like I said, good numbers. Last year he was – yeah, he caught 60 passes for 971 yards and eight touchdowns last year. That's a pretty good year and mm-hmm. a, a real good conference. Yeah. Yeah, top competition. So there's, you know, like we've talked about that before. It's, there's, there's at least something to be said about that there too. I keep seeing. Uh, so Jason Lewan's another one, the defensive lineman, six six two ninety three. I keep seeing Lewan. We all know with Taylor Lewan, who right. who tweeted. Uh, you know, there was it was funny. He he tweeted out about the um, schedule release and just didn't understand the the rage around the schedule release. And after we finished talking about some of these players, I did want to ask you your thoughts on that because we did get some news. We did get some news on Tuesday that the NFL is once again trying to tinker around with the schedule and flexing and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But 6'6", 293 on a 3'4", defensive line. That's uh, that's a big body. Don't mind that at all. Yeah. Uh, Again, small school. Uh, Productive. Um, Started 41 games in college. Had 100 tackles. 10 for a loss, five sacks, um, two forced fumbles, three, three fumble recoveries. He blocked the kick. He fits, he, he fits that body type that the Packers like on their line, you know, as an end. Again, he's going to have to beat out. They drafted two defensive linemen, you know, Colby Wooten and um, the kid, I can't Carl Brooks. I like him. Brooks. Yeah. Um, so, again, you know, uphill battle. Again, another guy that I could very easily see being on the practice squad. Yeah, their whole yeah, they've got a, a great great list of guys here, and I mean, there's 16 people on a practice squad now, so that's a that's a that's yeah because of the call ups and and they've expanded right. that too, so it's good. I mean, the Packers are adding adding more looks, 
body types that they like, scouting looks, you know, whatever whatever it be, special teamers, you know, again, the GMs looming looming over all these practices. <laughs> Rich Basaccia, it's it's real. Uh, you know, until you tell me otherwise, I, I think Rich has a lot more more pull. Who would have thought? I mean, he's really he's really had his hand on this roster uh, over the past couple of years. I mean, Levitt's back, yes. obviously Keyshawn Nixon. Thank God he found Keyshawn Nixon. Now, what I'm curious to, to see what he does, and this is not a kicker show, but is is Carlson the kicker? Apparently, he helped his brother Daniel in, in Vegas, so we'll see. Well, he, and he he was the one that, from everything I, I that was my guess when the pick was made that he must have because of the connection with the brother and everything. But they, you know. Matt LaFleur kind of made it pretty clear when asked uh, this week that, yeah, Bisaccia signed off on, on this, on Anders Carlson. So I'll if nothing else, I'll he likes the bloodline or maybe he knows him and he knows that this kid's got a good yeah. head on his shoulder. He's like, he's going to come in and work and he knows hard. He just needs, or he's, he watched them and saw the mistakes he made and said, Oh, I could fix that. Sure. You know, I mean, some things can't be fixed. Some things can be fixed, obviously, you know? No. Yeah. Well, and I, I had to chuckle, too, because they did at least draft one Illinois State player. I feel like there's also a streak going on with that school where they've had at least one guy in from Illinois State for the last decade. <laughs> a lot of players have come in. Not not many have, have cracked the roster, but at least, you know, they're, they're still repping the Illinois State schools. So, not bad. And actually, Luan is a, um, a Yorkville native, so... He's from. Okay. He's an in-state prospect there, but so I did want to. I did anything else on the undrafted free agents before we well, pivot? There's a couple more that we haven't mentioned. Let me just. There's um, the, the guard Chuck Filiaga. Yes. Yeah, from Minnesota, who again another one to transfer. I guess this is going to be the way of the world now going forward with the transfer portal. He's a kid that he played five years at Michigan and then transferred to Minnesota. He was kind of a. He started a few games. He, he wasn't a full-time starter at at Michigan, but he, he played a lot. He played there, but he started, he started in 11 games in his career at, at Michigan at both left and right guard. And then last year for Minnesota, he started all 13 games of, for the golden Gophers, all at right guard. Again, it, it helps him that the Packers didn't draft an offensive lineman uh, this, this year, but they didn't draft him because they're pretty deep right now. In the they offensive line. They, they have 13 on the, 13 veterans again you know he has to open some eyes in camp and, and in the preseason games and again though is probably his best chance would be to to be a, now again the offensive line going going forward you know you got Bakhtiari's futures in in Kepri or yep. in Dow beyond or whatever, this right, year of his Correct. cap numbers Runyon's going to be a free agent at the end of the year Neiman's going to be a free agent at the end of the year so there are some, there could be some openings down the road on the offensive line. So if this kid, you know, plays well, you like you said, you put him on the practice squad for for a year, and then maybe he's taken over if, if they lose some if they lose some people next year. Yeah, Minnesota Big Ten, not a, no slouchy competition. Oh, Big Ten, Big Ten offensive linemen. Are, I'll 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 take Big Ten offensive linemen all the time. Six six three twenty one, and he's out of and he's a Texas product. So okay. Played some played some solid college, or high school football at least. Uh, for and I sure. think they, I mean, let me just see if we forgot anybody. Else. Well, we got the two linebackers. Yeah. We had Keyshawn Banks and then Jimmy. Phillips oh yeah, from San also. Diego. Yep, San Diego State. Right. Again, uh, pretty good. Pretty good size. He had uh, started forty seven games in college. Had one hundred thirty nine tackles, forty two tackles for a loss, which is pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, Thirteen sacks. He had a uh, eleven plus tack. He had eleven. Tackles for a loss and three sacks at least minimum 11 and three and three of his five 
college seasons. Okay. So again, a guy that was productive at a, at a, at a lower level. Again, again, you know, bring him in, look at him, see what you get. You never right. know. And then Jimmy Phillips, uh, more of an inside linebacker, six one at SMU, six one two thirty two. He set a school record at SMU. He played in fifty nine games. I guess COVID must have had something to do with that. But one hundred and seventy nine tackles, fifteen and a half for a loss, two sacks, two interceptions, uh, forced fumble, and he, he again talking about the general manager. He did block two kicks in college. So, and again, the Packers didn't really add anything to their inside linebacker group. They did move Terry Carpenter from safety to linebacker, but again, it's not a, it's, it's a position that if, if the kid looks great in preseason, he's maybe he beats out somebody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, get get special teams bodies. Look at all these positions on there: linebacker, tight end, safety. Those are you know, I'm not not saying they can't crack the field, but if nothing else, you're you're they could this be is yeah, practice squad or practice squad or bottom of the roster type of of players that you hope that you can you know you can get something from so it's a pretty healthy list not no not, no it's not bad and not, um in years past they've signed more but because they had 13 actual picks they didn't have to sign as many young undrafted it's a, guys. it's a quote-unquote smaller uh group of players and now they they did add i'm not i don't think i don't know i guess we could mention them but after their weekend rookie camp they did add, they did add some players they um they signed a cornerback william hooper defensive lineman antonio moultrie and another long snapper broughton hatcher oh we have a long snapper uh, uh, controversy going on well well they they, they cut coco yeah they did they sent coco on his way they said coco beware and <laughs> let him go <laughs> so Hatcher, just real, real quick, Hatcher out of um, Old Dominion, 6'4", 242. You know, that's a big, that's a big long snapper. He snapped, he snapped all, you know, for punts, extra points, the whole thing. Right. Um, and don't forget, they, they brought in uh, Orzik from the, right. formerly He's of the Rams. He's probably the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the guy, but it can't, it doesn't hurt to have another long snap just in case, right? I mean, you got 90 guys on the roster, it can't hurt to have two long snappers. Nope. Just to give to give the other guy a break every once and again. Yeah. Um, Hooper five is little little smaller than and the Packers usually like a corner. Uh, five ten one eighty. He was a played at Northwestern State. Again, I'm gonna <laughs> had a hundred tackles in his career, two sacks, a forced fumble, fumble recovery, and two blocked kicks. So if you know if you notice like I think you're onto something here. If you notice a trend here, a lot of these guys have blocked kicks in there which means they played some special teams right so again he, he must hope he did enough during that that weekend rookie camp that they they gave him a real they put him on the on the, the 90 man and then moultrie another guy from uab who trans he trans um he played i'm sorry he played for uab then transferred to miami last year played a year for the, for the hurricanes 124 tackles 12 and a half tackles for a loss two and a half sacks and again you know a guy that's going to have to probably at best be on a practice squad, but you never know. Right. Yep. More to be seen with these players as, as they navigate through the off season and, and through preseason. Like you said, there's a streak of, of one or two of these guys are probably going to be making some noise. They could end up being that player that everybody pines for and is just overly concerned that the Packers are going to lose. if They don't 
keep him on the roster and then no one else signs him and they, <laughs> end, up, they end up coming right back to Green Bay. But um, thought I something interesting hit on Tuesday that the NFL has got a proposal out there for some flex scheduling there. So towards the end of the season, games can get flexed from a Sunday to a Thursday. And obviously from a logistical standpoint, it just, you know, that it, it just, and I'm looking at it from I the fans. It. I'm looking at it from the fans perspective here. And it's like, right. you know, a lot of people are are making travel arrangements. Um, uh, Jason Wildey yes. mentioned on his radio show that there's more and more fans that are coming from outside of green Bay to go to Packers games. So these are people sure. that are having to book flights, get hotels, and now you're going to switch the game date to four Take days later. Four. Yeah. No, you no that that's, if they do that, that's that they're just telling the fans we don't care. And he said the we Packers have voted. It's it all no. about TV. Packers voted no on it, and Good and I you. would I would hope so. But it is and it is all about TV. But at the same time, okay, if you're if you're one of the TV, you know, big media that have that that spent all the money to get the NFL, right? You're banking on the NFL being what it is. The NFL has proven to be successful without any of this tinkering and stuff that's gone on there. Now you have to get even greedier. And I know all the the comments about the NFL being very greedy. You know, Mark Cuban years ago said it's the NFL is getting hoggish, all this other kind of stuff. But this is just another example of I feel like it's this big stare down between the NFL and the fans. And as fans, we keep Lincoln first. We keep showing up to the we games. Know what's and happening? It's almost and I I kind of know this. The the NFL. They have enough people going to games. They really do. They're selling out everywhere. Yeah. Very few teams don't sell out anymore. Correct. And even the ones that don't sell, that's damn near sold out. It's just because the stadium's maybe a little too big. It's all it's about TV now. They 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 want you to sit home and watch the game on on, on TV mm-hmm. and watch the ads, you know, and buy the you know, buy the beer that's being advertised or go buy a car that's being advertised or you know what I'm saying? It's and I've always said this, and it's weird because I spent most of my all my adult life basically, you know, at at games, not watching them on TV. I mean, I, what I'd watch a Monday night game, or you know, the Eagles were on during their bye week. I'd watch the pack. You know, I, I try to watch as many Packer games as I could, but mostly I was at games. But football is kind of the to me, football is the best sport to watch on on TV. As yeah, because you get so much insight. When you're at the game, you can't tell what they're yes. talking about, rules and all that stuff. No. You don't know a lot of things. And depending on where your seats are, you don't see the whole field sometimes. Right. You know, like, to me, hockey is the is the opposite. Hockey, you got to be there. Ho- hockey game in person is so much better than a hockey game on, on, on TV because so much happens away from off the puck and the TV, the camera obviously has to follow the puck. Right. But football, it's kind of if you have a big, nice, big screen TV, it's kind of it's it's the size that the field fits perfect on the on the screen. You know, mm-hmm. you get all the replays and you get this, that, and the other. You know, uh, <laughs> but and I, and and more and more they're gear. You know, the the league, whether it's 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 Roger and his people or everything's like everything is geared toward like now. Apparently, it used to be the NFC was on Fox. And the AFC was oh, on. Oh, it's all over the place CBS. now. Yeah. Now it doesn't matter. Yeah. This year it doesn't matter. The Packers could be on NBC as, as often as they're on Fox. Yeah. Every everything's a free agent. And to your point too, stadiums can seat. You know, the larger stadiums in the NFL seat what eighty eighty five thousand compared to compared to how many millions are going to watch on TV. So why do you yes. think? To your point, that's why the NFL. The NFL is like, hey, we need to spend eighty percent of our energy on this this bigger market or this bigger slice of the right. pie. 
And the NFL will tell you or me that, you know, hey, listen, we're trying to help the guy that can't afford to go to the game. Not everybody can afford NFL. NFL ticket prices aren't cheap anymore. Right. Not that they ever were, but they're. if you're going to an NFL game, you're spending some money. Right. I mean, you know, just, you know, not just a ticket, but like you said, getting there, parking, concessions, whatever, you're going to spend some money. You sit home and watch it. You know, you, you order a pizza or some wings or whatever. It's a couple bucks. And you yeah, have a nice you home. got the best seat in the house, um, temperature control. Yeah. You don't have the, the freezing <laughs> cold and Lambo and all that other kind of stuff, which some people, yeah, you know, that's... I mean, it is every year they're doing something like now. Is is DirecTV, it went to YouTube? It is went to YouTube TV, now? correct. Streaming. That's going to be that, so there's no more DirecTV. No more, the, yep. See, what football has to do, and I don't know if they're going to do it, and I would, I got to talk to some people. Um, they're still letting you, you can't just buy, I can't just buy the Packers. The a la carte. Well, because there's also an opponent. So how does the opponent get compensated even though you're buying the Packers package? And that's part of the reason why, I think, is because you've got you've got two teams in every game. So it's like, yeah, you bought the Packers, but what, you know, are the Lions getting a cut of your money? What about the Vikings, the Bears, the all the all the other, you know, seventeen opponents? I don't know. I don't I don't know how to, there's a way of figuring that out, I guess. But I mean baseball you can. You can buy the MLB package and and just buy the Brewers. You you can I think if I'm not mistaken and I don't know this for a fact but I know you don't that get I've run into break. I know there's been some issues and it might have something more to do with the local market but local local folks here in Phoenix have told me that that they they buy that package they still can't watch the Diamondbacks now why would anybody want to watch the Diamondbacks on a full time <laughs> basis I don't know but that you know all kidding aside if you can't watch your your home team I mean it benefits oh, really? more for fans you're almost better off being a fan of a team that's not in your home state like me being a Packers fan living in Arizona. I you know I it's great because none of none of the Packers games are blacked out and they also get a lot of love in this market. They're on TV a ton in the Phoenix market. Yeah. Well, they, Packers, well they were. Now that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll what, see. Well, the schedule. The Aaron Rodgers effect. Yep, yep. The and Packers now, now because we record, unfortunately, I know we're coming out on on schedule day, and so it's like, oh, let's you know talk the schedule and stuff. But but we're recording ahead of time here because uh, of timing and all that other kind of stuff. So. We'll see, you know, by the time you're listening to this, the schedule leaks have already started coming out or maybe they're they're all going to be out is, yeah, how many primetime games do they have? And if they've got a bunch of primetime games already, I guess there'll be less moving around for the Packers because I still think there's an intrigue to watching Jordan Love take over the ship. And yeah. I think somebody put up a, a, a note and said that in 2008, the Packers had at least four or five primetime games still with okay. Rodgers see, taking over for me. And again, I'm, I'm a, yes, I'm a Packer fan. I'm not, I don't hide that. I don't have to hide it anymore. But I'm also a guy that covered the NFL for for a long time, and I've traveled. I've been to every NFL city numerous times. The Packers are bigger than most teams. They 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 just are. There's 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 a handful of teams: the Packers, the Steelers, the Cowboys. I used to say the Raiders. I don't know about the Raiders are still. I don't because they've been so bad for so long now. I don't know if they're still in that. Where there's fans of those everywhere. I'm right. down. I'm in. I'm living in in South Carolina now, and I run into Packer fans mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Not sometimes, you know. The Philadelphia Eagles, the team I I, I know really well and, and covered them for a long time, and they're very good. They went to Super Bowl last. That's Philadelphia. I I I when I travel and living living down here, I don't run into Eagle fans unless they're from Philadelphia and they happen to move. But like, there's Packer fans, Cowboy fans, Steeler fans. That live everywhere. I've told the fun story about 
way back in the day, I was on a trip to I'm like this. Forgetting another team, and I hate them. I don't want to. But those those three stick out in in my mind. No, the the the, the old school, like the original teams too. They've got they built up a, a large following. I was at a small island off of Puerto Rico called Vieques. I mean, the airport is as big as your living room, and I'm not joking. Like, it literally is is like, you know, one baggage claim, and then you walk out the door, and you're on the plane. Like, it's super small, and there was this little bar set up at this small airport, and they had a little Packers flag there, and I said, is this for, like, right now? Or they're like, no, we have this up all the time, and I'm like, in the smallest corner of the world, there's a Packers bar, like, to your point. It there literally literally everywhere well i just wanted to get your your take on that obviously there's there's more to come on that and the nfl is going to continue to try to expand and expand and expand and get more and more and more out of us and it's just an interesting conversation i thought we would we would talk about but no yeah sure let me ask you one thing about the schedule too so so is there any game Packers schedule is not that bad by the way mm-hmm. no they got they got I, some good I, opponents look, i mean we'll see who, who they play where and what i mean we know we know who and and where we just don't know when but to me, Kansas City is obviously a tough game. The Chargers are going to be a tough game. The division's a division. They play the NFC South, which I think is awful. They play the Giants' mm-hmm. revenge game. They play <laughs> the Rams, who could be really bad this year. Uh, it's it's not the toughest schedule I've ever seen. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. this right now: the most intriguing games I can give you. I can give you three. Okay. The first one, because I wanted, because everyone's going to want to watch Jordan Love and how he's going to come out. So whatever, whoever yep. they get week one, that's an automatic. That's that's an automatic. The game against the Raiders, because I'm looking forward to watching Jair match up on Devontae Adams. Ooh, and then the, the Chiefs game against Mahomes. And can Jordan Love finish the deal this time and beat Patrick Mahomes at Lambeau Field? He wasn't able to do it in Kansas City two years ago, and Mahomes had one of his worst games ever. And Love was playing in his first extended duty first, again. Now, yeah. he got thrown in as a starter, found out right. on Wednesday. Right. So now, now he gets his – talk about a revenge game. Mark, that's big time. Packers, yeah. Chiefs, huge rivalry there. So, <laughs> well, the one game I'm looking forward to this of the Packers schedule is against the Panthers. Now you say why? Because it's I, think in your I, backyard. I think I might go. Yeah, I might go. Yeah, it's in your it's in your no, backyard. It's not my backyard, but it's it's not too far. It's about eh, between two and a half and three hour drive. Yeah, I guess that's true. Not not. So too. I might depending on when it is. I'm thinking about maybe going to that game this year. I think you should. Okay. That would that would be my vote. My vote is that you should. I have no no skin in the game, so of course it's easy for me well, to sit here I and go, say. All right, then, well, let's take it a step further, and, and listeners, feel free to chime in, you know, tweet me, whatever. Should I go as a Packer fan and sit in stands and wear my Jordan Love jersey if I get one or whatever? <laughs> or should I go, should I ask Zach to get me a credential and go and write about it for Packer Report? Ooh, that is a great question. That's a great question. I think you would have, I think you might have a hard time passing up an opportunity to, to get in there and do some work again. Knowing you like I do, but I like to, but I, but I, it, it might be nice to be a fan. No, it is. It's way. Oh, it's way. It's way more fun. But I, I don't know. I think. I think when push comes to shove, get down to the end of it all. There, I, I could. I could see you. I could see you sending me a picture of your of your badge <laughs> at some point. And listen, either way, you're in the building. It's a different v- right. vantage point. It's a different set of responsibilities. But you know, either either way, I mean, it's a it's a good problem to have if you're trying to figure out what's going on with that. But. This this is going to be a it's going to be a fun season at least from a from a curiosity standpoint. If you're somebody who still thinks the Packers are are going to compete for a Super Bowl, but they're going to try. They're definitely going to try to win as many games as possible and surprise the hell out of the NFL and win a bunch of games. And you know they're not lying down this season. I don't care if you know if there's been a lot of talk about uh, you know you've seen all the discussions about build or not and all that. But the Packers are certainly going to try to win games. If you're someone who who is expecting them 
to end up in the Super Bowl, well, it's possible you might end up disappointed. Better, more more yeah. likely than not that you will. But take it for what you it is. Know, I mean, listen, you know, the year not not last year's Eagles, but the Eagles that went to the Super Bowl in 2017 and won it. The one the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. Nobody had them going to Super Bowl. Nope, that's Nobody. true. They didn't. They were seven and nine the year. Before. They ran it. They it was... ran through it. That's and we're seeing more teams like it, like the Packers in 2010 and and the Giants in 07. They. I'm saying, but you know, the Eagles weren't even a playoff the, prior, the year prior. Year prior, right. It was Doug Peterson's second year, Carson Wentz's second year. No one saw that coming. The Bengals. I don't think anybody saw the Bengals a couple of years ago going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Burrow just kind of mm-hmm. – he was coming off the injury. So, yeah, you never – again, and I'm not, I'm not predicting the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying they're not going to be 4-13 and 13 either, like I'm, I'm no. hearing some people say. No. There's, hey. there's too much talent on this team. I'm no, and listen, the, the bar is 8-9. and nine. Simple. Yep. <laughs> so Exactly. Just improve on that. better. Just improve on that. You win one more game, you're over 500. Yep. It, they finished six and ten, and they, they finished six and ten in Aaron's first season, and a lot of that was on the defense. But we, you know, yeah. we don't have to get into those semantics. Oh, that was all those. We, we went over that a couple weeks. Ago. Remember all those when they had less like, than one score of games. Yeah, every one, but like one or they, they a couple teams beat them pretty good. But other than that, every they they could have won every like six of those losses. They could have easily have won. Yeah. I think they led in six of them. Two were in overtime. Yeah. So yeah, that was a tough different. Circumstances. Different season. Well, speaking of Packer Report, what is up now? Yeah. What's coming up? Well, actually, what's up now is what we just talked about. I had a story on the un- undrafted free agents, and just like we said, what who has chance to make it, and what and who who doesn't. And then I'll probably do something on after the schedule comes out. Just look at the quirks in the schedule and what. Not, I don't, I'm not going to do a win loss win win. I don't, I don't want to do that. Just you know where the soft spots are, where the tough part parts are, what games are the most intriguing. Okay. All right. Very good. And the quick science podcast, as soon as there's, there's any meat to talk about. In fact, we may end up doing a, a show about the schedule. So stay tuned. There could be a Monday edition of the quick science podcast, but in the meantime, thanks everybody for riding along, getting gearing up for another weekend. Hope everybody is, is winding down their, their spring. Although I guess, yeah, we're, we're getting close to summer. School's almost out. So hope everybody's taking care of themselves, enjoying some warmer temperatures, take care of yourself, be safe. And as always go pack, go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.